What's up, everybody? This is uh, the Unnecessary Podcast. What is up? We're back. So, uh, it's a Wednesday, like it usually is. Let's give Lee a call. As usual, we're going to kind of do audio check while talking to Lee. So, we'll see what it's all about. Hello. Oh, hey, what's up, buddy? How you doing? Oh, man, I'm doing well. You're on the pod. We're recording. Awesome. Yeah, we were listening to Glass Animals. Uh, Gooey was the name of the song. Have you ever heard of Glass Animals? I have not. I like the name, though. It's a really, really cool modern rock band. It's got that funky, electronic, breakbeat sort of aspect to it, but a little bit emo. Yeah, it's it's kind of a, a big thing going on right now, the funk. It really is. It's, um... It's kind of evolved from like the electronic um, stuff into like Tropical House, and now we have, um, yeah, this rock crossover with these kind of dancey grooves. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Um, but yeah, um, a lot of the local bands around my area are funk. Uh, are based in funk. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it's because people are looking to dance when they go out, so you do get a lot of that, which is, you know, good and bad. It's just the same as in any space when there's too much of something. It's like, all right, I get it. You're funky. Yeah, I mean, in college, funk fusion, right, was a big thing, um, just kind of that jam funk thing. But that'll, yeah. that'll always be a college staple. But, but yeah, that, that, that offbeat hi-hat um, emo funk sort of thing the new funk that we're hearing yeah so something i like new 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 funk with like an umlaut n-u umlaut n-u yeah so chill dude that's like what the name of the band was new oh have you heard new funk's new album called so chill called uber chill (laughs) oh are they german no no they're from connecticut oh (laughs) <laughs> They're just a bunch of douchebags. No, it's two white guys from Boulder, Colorado. Like, oh, of course, it's always, <laughs> it's never not that. Yep. Um, I like going on the chat, the charts. It's going to the top of the charts. I like looking at the Billboard charts from like around the world, and um, this guy. The Macarena uh, is still like number eight. <laughs> yeah, it's still still making headway. Still making waves, yep. that Macarena. Um, they just got it. <laughs> they just got it in Italy. <laughs> yeah, Macarena, all right. Yeah. It's like how they, you know, movies used to get distributed like that. I remember traveling as a kid. Um, but uh, there's this one guy. His name is Delvis. Um, he's a musician from the Nether- Netherlands. Um, it's Elvis with a D in the Better beginning. Do. But... The I is a, an exclamation point, which is delightful. But, um... Okay. This is, like, his single. It's very, like, Bruno Mars. You know, real dancey. And he's got a cool voice. Super dancey. I know I'm on it. Nothing's going on today. So, yeah, it's good. It sounds like something you'd hear in the U.S. I just love... 
checking out what other people are listening to, you know? Yeah, it does sound like Bruno Mars. So, like, as of, as of, like, a month ago, this was blowing up the charts in the Netherlands. Like, if you look at foreign um, music charts, like, popular, now they, they combine downloads and stuff because no one really right. buys shit anymore. But, um... True. You, any country, the top three or four are going to be U.S., you know, American musicians. Um, but you'll always get some kind of local flair mixed in there. Yeah, that's cool. It's funny, when I was um, down in the Dominican Republic a couple of years ago, there was all, all the music that we heard in, like, the cabs and the taxis, it all had the same beat. It was every single song, just that beat and different, different words, different instruments. And then we came back, and all of a sudden, all these songs that I was hearing on the radio here were starting to have that beat. Yep. Um, Justin Bieber's big song, uh, uh, Is It Too Late to Say Sorry? That, oh, yeah, that totally. has that beat. Uh-huh. And so many other songs have that same beat with just different, different chords and different words on top. It's so funny. It's the same beat. It's, you'll see it everywhere. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's... Uh... The, the the producer that made that Justin Bieber song, sorry, he's like a tropical house specialist. And um yeah, those yeah. those Caribbean kind of beats. Um one of my favorite songs was this Italian song. It's called Calabria two thousand eight. But I love this song. You ever heard this one? Yeah, I read this one before. This is fucking this is like sweaty, fucking steamy dance hall. You know? Yeah, and uh, it's that beat. It's that same beat. That's right. Just fucking. Too. I had a great. I had a great club experience in Montreal. It sounds fake, but it was. I wish it ended in an awesome lesbian bisexual threesome, but um, it didn't. But it was just like two chicks just like grinding all over me and like letting me just like feel them up, like asking me to like grab them all over, and they're like giving me hand jobs over the pants while they're making out with each other. It was nice. <laughs> like that scene in Rockstar with Mark Wahlberg and Jennifer Aniston? I've never seen that, but um, this was Montreal. Oh. <laughs> I have not. I like Wal- I like both those those actors. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's kind of like Almost Famous, but a little more streamlined for the mainstream. Wait, I thought I heard this was really lame because like at the beginning he well, I'm sure you like it cuz it's like a a music movie. But um, isn't it lame where, like, at the beginning of the movie, he's a kid and, like, the rock star, like, he's in the crowd or something like that, and then it happens at the end of the movie, too? Um, yeah, yeah. It was basically the same scene, but, like, the next generation. Was that your... Did you love that? Um, I mean, I was apathetic to it. It was just, like, it's come full circle. You know what I mean? A cliche Hollywood ending. But, yeah, at the beginning of the movie, he's just, like, he's probably, like, 17, maybe, living in his parents' house, just, like, a total fuck-up. But he plays in this cover band of this metal band called Steel Dragon on the weekends, and, like, that's his whole thing. And, like, he's got super long hair, and he's got a really good voice, and it's Marky Mark. So he's just like, yeah, I'm fucking Marky Mark. And then he goes to the concert, and he's, like, singing in the front row, and the guy hears him sing and pulls him up on the stage. Uh, and that's how the movie starts. Well, that's how his career in the movie starts. But it was it was a good movie. I mean, Almost Famous is one of my favorite movies, but Rockstar is like a good spinoff of that same kind of genre. 
Almost Famous is a, a, a great movie. I really like that movie. Um, oh, great movie. I'll, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt with Rockstar. It just sounded lame with the... Um, yeah. Look how cool this is. All right. Here's the trailer. Steel Dragon. You know what the sickest thing is about you, little man? You fantasize about being somebody else. Yeah. Singing somebody else's song. So it's, uh, wow, Wahlberg's got a ponytail. He's young. He's old. Yep. That's good stuff. Um, so in Almost Famous, um, one of the dudes, uh, one of the guys in the band, uh, I believe, is Billy Crudup. Billy Crudup? Yeah. Crudup? Um, up. Yeah, yeah, he's a really good actor, and um, he was in a movie that Eva and I saw this past weekend. Um, she still gets Netflix DVDs the old-fashioned way, old-fashioned really? 2006. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's old school. Wow, that's crazy. But, um, I mean, it makes sense. There's a lot of shit that Netflix streaming doesn't have, like this movie that came out this this past year and was up for Oscars and shit. Um, it's called 20th, yeah. 20th Century Women. Okay. And it's about... Um, <laughs> Women uh, in the 20th That's century. right. It's about um, Annette Benning is a mother living in California in like 1979. And I love fucking period pieces, not, not, not movies about women who menstruate, but movies uh, from different <laughs> time, periods of time. Um, yes. This was a period piece though, because it's... it's but anyway, um, I also like movies that are set in time periods that are not often talked about. So, like, World War II movies are like great. 1275 A.D. Mm, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I, I suppose. I'm, uh, to be honest, like, su- super old shit kind of so can sometimes bore me or it can sometimes be great. But I do like... Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, 1967, 68, like, that's like a, ve- a time... As a kid growing up in the 90s, like, I knew about the 60s very well. I learned a lot about the 60s. I didn't learn about yeah. 1981, you know, what life was like in 1981. Um, and so it's, like, not as – not as the, there was probably less popular – like, you know, the baby boom led to the 60s being this big thing. But anyway, it's based in 1979, which is kind of interesting. And Annette Benning's raising a kid by herself, but she has – these other two women that are at other, uh, different stages of their lives, um, and they all just kind of come together and, and like help raise this kid in high school. And um, ah, it's a cool ass movie, man. I liked it. Yeah, that's cool. It, it's funny that you say that you never, you didn't really learn anything about the '80s. And on Netflix, there's a, a new Netflix documentary called "The '80s," and it's like a, I think it's a seven or eight part. I think. Uh, like hour-long series uh, just of all the different parts of the 80s, and it was brilliantly put together. I just finished watching it the other day. Um, and you're, you're right, like, I didn't really know much about the 80s either, um, and I basically spent eight hours watching the history of the 80s. It was, it was pretty sweet. I'm glad I watched it. Highly recommended. So um, it sounds like, a, like an I Love the 80s, like VH1. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, except it's, in, it's just in documentary form. But it, it really showed me how the baby boomer generation really fucked us over. Yeah, I'm, I know all that all that marching and protesting and and philosophizing. Like they just ended up uh, as 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 bad as anyone else and as washed in, up in the system um, and blind to to reality. You know, 
So yeah, they didn't, they it really didn't was ch- incredible. And change the world like they said they would, bastards. Well, they did change the world, but for the worse. Right. No. Right. Right. Yeah, that's it, a good point. Yeah. So they they totally changed the world. Fucking look at it now. Um. And and this reminds me, like, um, not understanding particular time periods because other time periods, um, you know, were, were taught more prominently or just stuck out in my mind more prominently, whatever. I'm also learning a ton about um, different parts of the country. So I live in Colorado and I moved here a little over a year ago. And, like, the only thing I learned growing up about, like the old West or the U the United States and the West and the history there was manifest destiny and like the trail of tears and, and um, Andrew Jackson and, and like all of these sorts of goings on, which are terrible. And I'm, and like, I'm glad we learned them, but like, I never learned about what life, what average life was like and beyond the Oregon trail game on the computer. I never learned about, life, you know, out west. I saw, speaking of the Oregon Trail, I saw a great meme on Facebook today that said, today's government is basically like playing the, is like a, a, a first grader playing the Oregon Trail. Spend all your money on ammunition and, and then wonder why your axles fall off and your entire crew dies of dysentery. <laughs> it's very true. <clears throat> I actually played Oregon Trail um, a few months ago. I was like, I wonder, I bet I could play this right now. So I just Googled Oregon Trail and there's just a, a simple website that probably cost $5 a month to maintain. Uh, meanwhile, it was like yeah. the, the peak of technology when it came out. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was a lot of fun, man. It was so much fun getting back there and playing. Um, there's an Oregon Trail card game now. Ooh. But can I yeah, tell? Yeah, I saw it in Target. Can I tell you the disappointing secret? It's similar to when you watch movies as a kid and we're not sure if they're good when you get older. Um, yeah. Oregon Trail, still a lot of fun, but I literally finished it. I could finish in 20 minutes and I can guarantee you I'll make it there with no one dying. <laughs> <laughs> that is, <laughs> that sounded very sexual, but I will give it to you. Oh, well, I'll make it there with no one finish dying. In, finish in 20 minutes and finish with no one dying, hopefully. That's right. I can, I can guarantee you one of those. <laughs> yes. That's pretty good. So, um, yeah. so it's, a sh- it's a short game, but it's much more complex when you're a seven-year-old, I guess. Um, yes. So there's, there's a couple factors. Like, yeah, like you don't, you're not, I guess you don't really think about it when you're a kid, but I'm surprised I never thought about this. Like, the thing is, the, the shooting part of the game where you, you take a break and you go hunting, which you can Shoot do at the Buffalo. Yeah, I love that. That was the greatest part. Okay, this is what I'm saying. You can do this at any point during your trip. And you can stop at any point and start shooting them up. And it's fun. It's the most fun part. And it's really easy. I don't know if it was this easy when I was a kid, but holy shit, it's so easy. Um, yeah. And so when you know that you know that you don't have to spend any money on food. Um, and the other thing is there are many opportunities to trade with people on your route and you could always trade food for like shit that you need. Um, yeah. That's kind of how they program the game. So, and then also you just pick the banker from Boston because he makes, he has the most money. He has the most money. 
Yep. And then I figured I out. Remember that? That's the, funny. The strategy you you can go at different paces. You know, slow, medium, fast. Yeah, yeah. And so, since you have to stop for food anyway, and stopping to hunt um, takes a full day, what you do is you go on full mode. You go as fast as you can for like three days until you get exhausted. And then on that fourth day, you literally take two days to go hunting. And your status bar for like it tells you what your health is. So. I don't know why I'm explaining how to beat a game that came out 25 years ago, but hey. I mean, it's, it's good to know I'm internalizing it all, just so if the time ever comes where I need to play, I know what I'm doing. And then looping it back in with my education of the West, fucking your mother, those motherfuckers, they'll, they'll go by Castle Rock, you know? I think that's a stop. Um, Fort, Fort, oh, yeah. Fort Laramie. Um, that's Wyoming. Like the, the which is like an hour north of Fort Collins, Colorado. So like these are areas that I know, and I'm like, oh fuck, Castle Rock. I live half an hour from Castle Rock. I drive by it all the time. Oh, that's t- crazy. History, my friend. Yeah, you should you should go there the next time you have diarrhea to like make it, you know, re- reenact a scene from the game. Oh, does that? Yeah, you're right. I often did diarrhea on my screen. Oh, oh, you mean because of the character. The, the, the dysentery. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> right. Right. I always got a kick out of, like, uh, naming the characters in Oregon Trail. And it's like... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Lauren died of dysentery. Sorry, Lauren. Tee hee hee. Always a good time. Buttlicker has died. Buttlicker. Yes, that's right. Joey Buttlicker. Uh, yep. So speaking of uh, old video games, I was bored the other day and I found an old Nintendo Wii in my attic that I got my dad a while ago and he didn't want. Um, and I had downloaded on there a bunch of old N- Nintendo 64 games. Were you much of a gamer back then? Yeah, we talked about this a few weeks ago. I love. I I was a big gamer. I dropped off after the last video game I played and loved was Splinter Cell. I think on the first Xbox. Oh, nice. Yeah, that was a good one. It was a good one, but N64 was probably my peak. Oh, yeah, so I got Star Fox 64, I got Super Smash Brothers, I got Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, which is a great game I've been playing. Nice. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, I, I would have this, I have this sort of synesthesia memory um, of, of, you know, how smells and sights and, and sounds can all kind of remind you of things or put you in a place. Yeah. Um, like one year I got GoldenEye for, I guess that was N64. Oh, yeah, classic. And um, yep. I also got Led, I also got, I also got um, Led Zeppelin's box set of like their, like it's four greatest hits albums essentially. And it was amazing. It was like the best Christmas ever. But then for like the following three to four, six months, whatever, I would listen to Led Zeppelin while playing Goldeneye. And like maybe just now it's getting to me where like I can listen to the immigrant song and not think about Goldeneye. (laughs) (laughs) It took that long to wear off. Probably, yeah. It was a good 10, 10, 15 years where it's like I would think about – running around with one of those grenade launchers 
we come from the land of the ice and snow, and you're just playing multiplayer. Just uh, yeah. Up. Yeah, that's a good soundtrack to that game. Really, really good soundtrack to the game. It was fun. Funsies. Yeah. It's crazy how, how all the old games have such memorable soundtracks, like Sonic the Hedgehog, all the, the different levels in Mario, and and uh, The Legend of Zelda has is all about music. It's the Ocarina of Time, so you literally have to play your Ocarina. You have to play certain note combinations to do things in the game, uh, which is a great game mechanic that I love doing. Or you can just play with the Ocarina, just press the buttons. And... Did you say yeah, Macarena? Ocarina, like a little flute. Oh, I see. Well, oh. yeah, I bet you could have. You could have. You could probably write an article about the origins of these. Like this song, just may, may puts a smile on my face, Lee. It just, oh yeah. It's like ah, it just reminds me of a better time where I didn't have to worry about anything. Uh, you should look up. You should look up the video. The voice of Super Mario is a guy named Charles Martinet, and you should look up. He just did a thing on Facebook where he they just did like a quick documentary on him, and he does the voice and like talks about how he uh, how he like got into being Mario. And he's just this like old white guy, and then he starts talking like this. <laughs> okay, uh, okay, okay. Uh, it's awesome. It's a me. It's so much fun to talk like Mario. Yeah, and he does he does Luigi, he does Wario, and a couple others, I think. My wife, okay. she left me. <laughs> I like your player. Uh, I couldn't oh, yeah, stop I, I talking Mario like this. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Good times. Um So we were talking a few weeks ago about that quiz that you actually took live on the podcast about um, identifying <laughs> how you talk and where you're from, you know? Um, yes, it was very anticlimactic. Very anticlimactic. But, um, well, hey, that's the show, right? But Yeah, not, not necessary. Yesterday I'm watching some NBA basketball. I'm actually in my girlfriend's lounge watching it yesterday because um, I wasn't at my place and she didn't have the NBA channel, blah, blah, blah. So I meet, these, <laughs> I meet a couple guys who are randomly watching. And um, this one dude, Sean, starts talking. And he's like, dude, yeah, my new job's really cool. Uh, maybe we could go in the pool this weekend and if the water's warm enough. And, <laughs> and I'm like, are you from, are you, let me guess, Sean, like you're from Philadelphia? He was like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I, I, I totally, you could hear it. And, I, I hear it. But I it was like, it. it was, it, it was, it used to be really hard for me to identify that accent. And even when I went to Penn State and afterwards, like it's taken me a long time to understand it, but now I could totally pick it out. But it's dude, dude, we're getting some water, the wall wall, <laughs> yeah. going to the wall wall. Yeah. Dude, I grew up in Philly. Um, but yeah, he was totally that. And he was like, oh, some people think that I'm from England. And I'm like, what? Who People are stupid. <laughs> what? The water. Um, the Philly English accent. Hello there, governor. Look at the... <laughs> it's a looky-loo. Um, yeah, right, right. right. <laughs> What's all this then? Um... <laughs> Uh, and then also, uh, we were, like I said, I, I've learned a lot about like the history 
out here and, and things I never learned living in the Northeast. But um, Eva is from Santa Fe, New Mexico. And I may have talked about this. Fuck it. Um, John Butler and the other two listeners are going to have to deal with it. But um, she's from New Mexico, Santa Fe. And it, I was trying to, I'm trying to learn about her culture and what life is like down there. And I'm obsessed with kind of that. That's why I studied sociology. But um, yeah, I'm like, so what the fuck is the deal? And so she explains it very well. She She's pretty much like, well, listen, um, her family or her dad's side of her family has lived in New Mexico for over 300 years. Um, before he's really old. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's 600 years old. He's, he's the Highlander. <laughs> he's the Highlander. Um, but, um, <laughs> but before it was a colony or no, not a colony before it was a U.S. territory, um, colony of bees. That's right. It was a colony. It's the governor's just a giant uh, jar of honey. <laughs> a giant jar of honey. But seriously, it's the poorest fucking state. They couldn't afford the jar of honey. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, an empty bef- jar. before it was a territory of the U.S., it was it was like a vice royalty of Spain, and. It's, it was never part, and it was part of Mexico for like, I don't know, 50 years, 30 years, a hundred years, whatever it was. And so it has this like weird history where like, it's not, it, it's not Mexico. Like it was never part of modern Mexico as we know it. And it was never like it, um, they were reluctant to make it a U.S. state because they just hated New Mexico for some reason. <laughs> There was like some ridiculous re- – because they're awful. Like there's no use for it and like it's a bunch of goddamn who wants it, like Native Americans and Hispanic people. But um, <laughs> it's got this weird history where they're not – culturally, they're not Mexican. They're not U.S. people. They're not American. Um, they're not really – they're like Hispanic kind of. Eva doesn't speak a word of Spanish really. Um they're just like they're uniquely New Mexican and they have like their own culture, their own food, their own agriculture, um, this like 400-year-old history that is kind of not tied to the U.S. nor is it tied to Mexico, but it's kind of tied to both. It's such a fascinating place, one of the most unique places in the U.S. and I've never – I'd never like given it fucking two thoughts. Yeah, they got a lot of turquoise down there too. That's a big color. Hey, uh, hey, uh, so – yeah, I was going to ask you, yep. um, what when I say New Mexico, like, what do you think about this state? What does that come to mind to you? Um, I don't, I, I don't really know too much about New Mexico. Like, cartoonishly, I get the image of just like, uh, just like Aztec kind of uh, culture, culture stuff. Just trying to think, my dad used to travel there for business, and when he would bring me back stuff, uh, just like kitschy stuff from the gift shops, right. and there would be like Aztec sculptures, turquoise beads, that's what I remember. That makes sense. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I think New Mexico has the oldest continuously inhabited um, building in all of the United States. They have these... Um, these like cave dwellings and these hillside dwellings um, that have been continuously inhabited since like a thousand AD, which is crazy. like crazy. Yeah. And it's, it's a native American. It's, it's called Taos Pueblo. 
Um, it's a weird... So Pueblo is actually Spanish for city. Or no, Pueblo is the Native American word for city or something like that. And Taos is the name of the Native American tribe. Um, and which is weird because like most people know them as Pueblo Indians. Um, right. But so there's this whole subculture with that where Taos is actually what they're called and Pueblo is just the name for a city. And what happened is New Mexico, a lot of Native Americans got rerouted to New Mexico from places like Arizona and Utah and Nevada and um, like the Dakotas. So like the Trail of Tears and all the disbursement of Native people, you know, from their lands, like Pueblo, like you could be a Pueblo but be a bunch of other things, although most of them are Taos. Anyway. Very interesting. Okay. And then, like, the oldest building in the U.S. is in New Mexico, in Santa Fe. Like, I, I fuck it. We drove by and walked by the oldest building, like, five or ten times. Like, oh, there it is. Because, uh, it's... How, how old is it? It's, like, from, like, 15, like, 16... No, from either 1510 or 1610. Like, it, it almost predates... Damn. Yeah, it, it's, like, fucking... It, it almost predates Jamestown? I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, really old, so cool, and uh, they have no resources, so it's just poor as shit. Their schools are awful. Public schools are garbage, so New Mexico. Yeah. It, just, it just makes me think so much of our history is just undiscovered and unknown. Mm. We really only know a small sliver of what actually happened because all of history is just whoever won the war. That's who, makes, that's who writes the history book. So history has been written by the winners of all the victories, so we only really get one side of the story. And it only goes back so far. And then once you get past, like, like 2000 B.C., 3000 B.C., it starts getting really hazy. Hmm. And then there's just so much speculation before that. So right. craziness. That's right. It was the war of northern aggression. That's right. <laughs> uh, any excuse to do old-timey voice. You know that, Lee. Yeah. You know that, Lee. Cool. Don't don't goad me into it. Um, oh yeah, we don't know what the fuck is going on. Joe Rogan had this great stand-up bit, um, which was more just one of his philosophy tangents more than a funny thing. But he talked about how um, if we let's say there was a catastrophic event, he's talking about how like we don't know how to do shit, like. He uses technology every day, but he has no idea how any of it works. And like, if, oh yeah. And like, if shit just stopped working, and like we looked around this room, <laughs> he was like, "If we just looked around this room right now," and he was like, "Does anybody know how to fix this?" Like, no. <laughs> like, well, there goes that. <laughs> like, and he was saying, like, let's say there's just a catastrophic world event, and we're cut off from each other, and and like all all the systems are down. There's no way to get them back, and we're just fucked. Like. We would look at each other and be like, okay, well, all the all the non-essential stuff would go out the window in a survival scenario like that. So it's like uh, knowledge of calculus, like forget that, like who needs that? And like he was really funny explaining how like we would just get down to like the bare essentials and in he was saying like in one generation or two generations after a catastrophic event, we would potentially lose so much knowledge that we have. Um especially if those very few people in society that knew how everything ran, like weren't there. Um, and so he was like, it's totally conceivable. We're like, 
in three, four generations, you would just forget everything about how the internet worked and how, how phones worked and, and all that stuff. And like, think about that times, like, like a hundred generations and you, we've retreated into the mountains and into the woods, um, to protect ourselves from whatever the danger was. And like, like a thousand years later, 500 years later, we come out, we emerge and like, we, we go back and we come down, descend down the mountain and we un uncover the city of Los Angeles and we're all freaked out because we don't know where it came from. And he was like, isn't that just like uh, the pyramids? <laughs> it's like, oh, that's a funny hypothesis that like, yeah, it could have just been all us and we just forgot it through a cat and there was a catastrophic event. And... Yeah, I believe that was from his 2006 stand-up special. Um, and it's so funny that you brought that up because I literally had that written down that I wanted to talk about because I just watched that uh, last week. And one of the greatest things that he said in that is that we think we're smart because we use things that smart people built. And that was the start of the entire story that you just told wow. um, of all of that. And it's so true that we don't, we don't know how any of this stuff works. Like, I, you know, I drive my car around and I don't know. I have no idea what's going on. I just know uh, what the controls do. That's pretty awesome. That's that's really weird yeah. that you thought you wanted to talk about that. Freaky yeah. bra. Yeah, great. Yeah, um, great stand-up special. Mm-hmm. Free thinker. Um, I don't know why I thought of this. I guess it's like serendipity or things, coincidences coming, or me thinking about something that someone else thought about. But um, I don't know. I look at. Um, companies that have done really well in the stock market and financially that, that we all have the potential to invest in. And I look at them and I'm like, why? Like, I knew that that was going to do really well. Like, why? I'll give you an example. Our favorite person, um, Elon Musk and Tesla. It's like, yeah. Didn't I know like five years ago about Tesla, about Elon Musk, like when he first started the Tesla thing? And like, didn't I know back then that it was going to be a big deal at some point? And why? And like, my dad's a big investor, and that's all he does with his retirement, and that is his retirement fund. But I'm like, why didn't I talk to him about this and push it? And like, I would have seemed like a genius. But I'm like, is this hindsight 2020? <laughs> is this confirmation bias? Like, did I think that Elon Musk was a genius five years ago, or did I? not fucking know, and I just know now. Yeah, I mean, even now, you don't know how this stuff's going to turn out in a couple of years. So it, it's so easy to look back and see patterns that you can't see when you're a part of. I suppose. I mean, if you look at the stock ticker, it looks really good. And, like, I'm thinking of other things like Google, you know, Apple, like things that go that high. Um. I'm trying to think. I'm sure there was, uh, like, I mean, I, obviously there was a big bubble in 1999 or the year 2000, yeah. whatever that was, the tech bubble that burst. But, like, we're not yep. in that bubble. Like, some of these companies can be hard to evaluate because they don't make actual things. But it's not like we're in a bubble with runaway valuations. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess we kind of have more of a grip on what internet, what internet things are worth. Um, and so there's a lot less people willing to take chances on things that are very risky given the track record of the internet. But I mean, there's so many social media things that pop up all the time that 
you but, hear their name, you're just like, is that even a real thing? Like music streaming services, hardly that only I know about because I'm in a band. So when I publish stuff, it tells you all the little uh, streaming services that you can get your music put on. Stuff that I've never even heard of. Stuff that I'm like, who uses this stuff? Groove Shark, like who the, who uses that Last FM? Like are people really on these things in mass droves? But I guess so if there's enough to market to them. But I don't know. But like, let's let me look at. I'm looking at Tesla. Like, the stock went public f- exactly five years ago tomorrow. So it's it's a good nice that we're talking about it right now. April twentieth, two thousand twelve. Yeah. Hitler's birthday. Four twenty. Everything. Um, <laughs> they went public, and they opened up at thirty three point one six that day um, per share. I don't know what their market That's cap was. Yeah, I don't know what their market cap was. I don't know what the total amount of shares that were that were offered out. But um, thirty three point one six, we could have bought. And I, I'm pretty sure I knew about Tesla. Let's just say I didn't know about Tesla for a full year. April twentieth, or let's go April twenty sixth, two thousand thirteen. It's at fifty one. So it almost doubles in the first year. You think, wow, this this company, okay, they still weren't making money. They're even to this day, they're not making a ton of money. Most of their their ability to stay above water is government tax subsidies um, for people who buy their vehicles. But anyway, let's say we invested in this. It's fifty two point two on April twenty sixth, two thousand thirteen. That's four years ago. Right now, April nineteenth, two thousand seventeen, it's at three hundred and five points. So it went from 33 five years ago to 305. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. In the last month, in the last month, it went from 261 to 305. Like just in the last month, it fucking jumped another 40 points. Like this thing's a juggernaut and it might go down, but like, what the fuck, man? And, and we talked about the Neuralink, but, but it's like, why didn't I tell my dad, like, get on this stupid He's clearly the smartest person in the world. He doesn't patent any of his technology. He it's all open source. He's just the best at it. Yeah, you got it all figured out. Do you want to see another example? This is just like how we could have got rich. This is easy easy game of how we could have got rich. Um Google. Have you heard of Google? Uh, not familiar. Pretty good company. They actually opened today at nine oh seven, and they closed at eight ninety nine. So they had a not a great day. But let's say the Google, the Google. Wow, Google was a publicly traded. I'm sorry, I'm looking at Amazon. Let's look at Amazon. That's what I wanted to look at. So Amazon, <laughs> Amazon. We'll get to Google next. Amazon became public in 1997 in May at a dollar seventy three. You could have bought Amazon. I was 10. I was 10. Uh-huh. At a dollar 73. Imagine if your dad bought 10,000 shares at a dollar 73 like he just invested, you know, $11,000 for you. Yeah. Uh right now that's $899 a share. Pretty good jump. So if he if he invested 10,000 that $11,000 right now would be eight point nine nine million. Damn. Eleven thousand turned into eight point nine nine million. Yeah, that's a lot. Uh, I, I just don't think I'll ever fuck with the stock market. I just 
I'm not afraid of like that heavy capitalism, but I just feel like I just don't like it. I don't know. I, I don't. It doesn't feel right. I hear you. Um, but you like, know what it, I'm saying? It you know how feel right. you know how people would invest in Berkshire Hathaway, like. Um, there would be people who would buy like two, three shares of Berkshire Hathaway stock. That's that's uh, uh, what's his name? Rich old guy from the Midwest, Jimmy uh, uh, Jimmy Buffett, Warren Buffett. Yeah. Um, it was like you you could buy it at like uh, five thousand dollars a share back in the early eighties. So you'd buy like four shares, and now it's like four hundred thousand dollars a share. Holy shit. Yeah, I mean, because Berkshire Hathaway, the company is a holding company, so it's pretty much itself an investment company, an investment portfolio. You're just trusting Warren Buffett to make the right business moves, and like he hasn't failed right. his whole life. All right, so let's go to the Google. Google opened in 2014. I mean, 2004 went public. Let's just say we wanted to buy in 2009 when Twitter was launched. We're thinking like, ah, Twitter, like, you know, this internet thing's sticking around. Let's buy some Google stuff. Yeah. We buy. I never got into Twitter. I tried. I tried, but I just couldn't do it. Yeah, I'm not a huge Twitter guy. So yeah, it didn't click for me. December 2009, you could have bought Google at $292. Man, that's a lot of money. How could it ever go up? And now it's at $856. So I'm just saying if you bought Google... Amazon and Tesla, like ten years. If if that was your portfolio, like if you were you know an older person who had money uh, to invest for retirement, and you were like, all right, I have twenty thousand dollars to invest. I'm just going to invest in these three companies. Like you would have millions of dollars right now. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, you just got to find out who the uh, the ne- the next wave of uh, genius companies is going to be. Which I guess is the whole game. That is the whole game, my friend. Um, the whole game. Yeah. Well. Andale, andale. Mami, ia, ia. Oh, oh. What's poppin' Was that Nelly? Uh, yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure it was too, but I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look. Did you at see that. Joe Rogan's new stand-up special? No, somebody just told me about that though. Oh Is yeah, it... it's on Netflix. It's great. Still got it. Did you see that Charlie Murphy died? Yeah, it's crazy. Here it is. Mama, andale, andale. Uh oh, dude, it's fucking <laughs> 2006. Such a simpler time. I think it's just 2006. I just got to hear. Manicured toes. Two years away from Obama. That's right. Nelly fucking living large. I know. Elbows. To the flow. <laughs> All right. Um... Do you think that do you think that Obama will go down as the president that most changed everything? Like he, like him as a pivot point for the rest of history? Cuz hmm. there wouldn't be a Donald Trump without a Barack Obama, I don't think. Um you know what? You know what? I take the approach that there wouldn't have been 
if it wasn't for Hillary Clinton running, there wouldn't have been a Donald Trump. Like, if Bernie fucking ran, he would have won. I hate to be the person, yeah. or one of the people that always goes back to Bernie, but um, I really uh, believe... He would have. Yeah, and I really believe the sexism in this country is, like, a real big thing. And, like, even women who don't understand sexism will listen to Hillary Clinton. They'll be like, I just don't like the way she talks. Or, like, I don't like the way she she's a criminal. And it's like... Such a double standard. If it was a man, none of that would have mattered as much. But um, ah, that's such a good question. Like, how will we view this historically? It's so hard to to determine. You know? Yeah, when, like he, he was really. I mean, Barack Obama was the president during the the housing market crash. Like, really, the grip of the internet is in his reign. I mean, I joined Facebook in two thousand six. So two years after that, that was when Facebook started in like 2005, 2006. So two years after that, two years into Facebook, and Barack Obama takes the presidency, and then he's there for eight years. And I mean, the last eight years have been the craziest in human history, probably. Yeah. So, yeah. And now we're post Barack Obama into like the, the fucking. Uh, uh, Back to the Future 2 where Biff is in Biff Tower as like the president of the world or whatever. It is... We're in that scenario. It is like Back to the Future in that some people want to believe that it's like the 1950s again. Yep. Um, <laughs> I hate to fact check you. Uh, I was on Facebook in 2004. Thank you very much. But... Um, Where are you? I sure was. I remember uh, like getting accepted into Penn State in spring of 2004 and my friend Michelle Hamilton, um, who's an amazing, beautiful person. I haven't talked to her in years. Um, she, I remember her being like, Oh, have you heard about this new thing called the Facebook? And she was in the library at the time telling me about it. And I'm like, what, what, what is the Facebook? And she was like, Oh, you need a a college email right at the time to get on. Uh So, um, yeah, good, good times. Great oldies. But, uh, yeah, it was founded on February fourth, two thousand four. Oh, that was that's my birthday, February fourth. Hey, oh, really? Hey, uh, hi. Yeah, so hey, yeah, oh, there you go. Facebook's calling that a show. Right. Yeah. So Facebook, Facebook was the second most impactful thing to be born on February fourth, behind well, yeah. the third most behind me and Rosa Parks. Oh, there you go. What's up? What what? Um. Yeah. But, uh, oh, what the fudge, what the fudge was, uh, excuse my language, what the fudge was I going to say? Um, About Barack Obama. Yeah, yeah, so uh, when he came into office, the, the, there was no Twitter account for the president. So there was, he was just at POTUS, like he was the first one to be at POTUS and that's why there, I read an article about how, like, weird – one of the many weird things about this past tran- presidential transition was, like, this has been, like, Obama's Twitter. And now it's, like, he's not at POTUS anymore. So, like, what's going to happen? And obviously Trump took it over, but Trump also tweets from his own. Most of the Trump Twitter things go on POTUS as well now. Oh, okay. Yours. Yeah, I don't do Twitter, so I never see any of that stuff unless it's posted on Facebook. I literally 
like every few days, sometimes every day, I, I just type into Google Trump Twitter just to see the latest fucking crazy shit that he spews out. Yeah. Wow, oh, it's unbelievable. <laughs> um, I can only imagine. Oh, it's crazy. It's too crazy. It's, it's just super crazy. I don't go for that. But, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I fucking forget what I was going to say. Oh, so hey, um, Aaron Hernandez died, that guy. Yeah, it's crazy. Died of unnatural causes. He just hung himself in the old prison cell you. by the sheet. Yeah, it's pretty much the most old school prison way to go down. I thought they like prevented that from happening, you know? I guess only on high risk people do they not give you the tools for that. God, what a catch twenty two. We can't we yep. can't catch you committing suicide unless you're on suicide watch. And you don't go on suicide watch until you attempt to commit suicide. It's madness I tell <laughs> Madness out that. Um Yeah, but but I found it funny like we didn't know how to react at work at the office. We we're like, oh man, that's so weird. I mentioned how 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 messed up would that be if we found out today that he he was actually not guilty of everything. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh no, we just talked to a priest. It turns out he was at a toy drive that night. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh whoops, that's a whoopsie. That's a Whoop. my bad. Yeah. Whoopsie. That's a real my bad situation. The chief of police gets on on the podium. But it's crazy that he goes through all of the all of the trials and everything, and probably cost the state so much money. And then after he just kills himself, like, well, that was for nothing. Yeah, apparently, like he saw his kids, he the little visitation, and um, he probably knew, like, well, never gonna see them again. <laughs> yep. But. Uh, Good luck. I found so we didn't know how to react at work, and then and then I hop on our group chat, which is a lot of fun, and I saw like four or five pictures had already been loaded up to the group chat with memes and stuff about Aaron Hernandez, like all these jokes, and they're all hilarious and cruel, and I'm like, this is weird, this is unique, and after a minute, I'm like, oh, this is unique because like you're never, this is the only time you're ever allowed to fucking make jokes about suicide. You know? All it took was a murdering uh, ex-pro athlete. When when else can you make fun of... You can never make fun of suicide, am I right? Uh, not in the public media. Yeah, you get pretty uh, skewered for that. Especially with the shows that have been coming on, like that 13 Reasons Why show. I don't know if you heard about that. Mm. Um, no, but even in my personal life, I wouldn't make fun of somebody who killed themselves. I I will I mean maybe in a joke I'll tell somebody to kill themselves. Um, yeah. I've although I've refrained from. <laughs> well, of course, of course. Yeah, of course. Uh, any gentleman. Of course, of course. I've kind of refrained from doing that, but um, yeah, I would never make fun of somebody who has committed suicide. But since he killed somebody, it's almost like we have a pass to just say whatever the fuck we want. Yeah, if you're a bad person, it makes less of an impact. Yeah, so there was this joke, somebody on Twitter, you know how they have the injury report for NFL players, uh, Tom Brady, uh, and then in parentheses it says shoulder, uh, listed as probable for this Sunday, right? Yeah. 
And so yeah. for, for somebody on Twitter made an injury report and it said, um, Aaron Hernandez in parentheses neck, uh, uh, out indefinitely. <laughs> <laughs> the out indefinitely I thought was great. Yeah. A little addition on the end there. Yes. So, um, any 420 plans for tomorrow, Lee? Uh, nothing too crazy. Nothing at all, actually. So, nothing too crazy. <laughs> yeah, I think that falls within the nothing too crazy uh, Venn diagram. Yeah, nothing too crazy, you know. It's like nothing, but it's nothing crazy. That's actually... You know, like, hip-hop names have become so weird. That's actually the name of my favorite hip-hop artist. It's um, <laughs> it's spelled N-U-T-N, the number two, um, C-R-A dollar sign E-E. Nothing too crazy. Nothing too crazy. Nothing too crazy. Yeah, that's my... Oh, I love nothing too crazy. Did uh, you... Yeah, nothing too crazy. Did you hear his his new song? Um, uh, Too crazy. Uh, jean shorts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, have you ever heard of like? There's a a band called Lil or a, a musician, a, mu- a musician, a music man. He's a, a rapping. He, he's a rapping person. Um, <laughs> uh, have you ever heard of Lil Uzi Vert? I have heard the name, but I, I don't. I don't know if I've ever heard the music. Oh, it's such a silly name. I like Migos though. Migos is where it's at. This is. This Mama is... seventeen, five same color T-shirt, white. Mama told me another cell word. Mama seventeen, five same color T-shirt. Mama nigga pocket with a pocket full of cottage. With a pocket full of cottage. It's like when you're really fucked up and your brain just like keeps resetting every second. Your vision just keeps resetting and you don't know where you are. What the music is like that? That's an interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. It really is. Yeah, yeah. Say whatever I want in this certain pace and rhythm. <laughs> yep. It's a lot of fun. I'm gonna go into work tomorrow and talk like this. <laughs> Very interesting flow. The flow. Heavy flow day, my friend. Sounds terrible. Well, uh, man, I didn't have any weird news for today except for stupid Aaron Hernandez killing himself. Yeah. Well, I actually heard about this cool thing uh, at the website called postsecret.com. Okay. And people from, people from all over the world fill out a postcard of, like, a secret that they that they have never told anyone and just mail it in anonymously to this website and the website publishes a picture of the front and back of the postcard. They're all anonymous and it's just secrets from people all over the world and they list them every day and postsecret.com it's just a whole list of secrets. It's pretty sweet. Postsecret? Is that what you said? Post as in uh, psychiatrist. 
That's awesome. <laughs> or Pebble. So here's one. Uh, Chance the Rapper helped me reconnect with my spirituality. <laughs> Thank you, Chance. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that's right. I rem- Okay, this... Oh, this was talked about at my work because they're like, um, people have gotten in trouble for this because like at work, because you can trace like either someone would put something in the picture that looked like where they're from work or like their email was associated with work or something, but it was just some weird thing where they're like, oh yeah, and this, you can't, uh, don't post to this while you're at work. (laughs) Uh, yeah, it's like to get paid for that. These are stupid. Ooh, I stabbed a guy while I got jumped and don't know if he's dead or alive. He's definitely alive. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, I suppose. This is cool, I guess. Post secret? Am I, in the room? I st- I st- I starred in a porn movie. Sometimes I wish my colleagues would find out and stop thinking I was just like them. Interesting. That, she doesn't have problems. Yeah, probably not. Here we go. I was against the war, but not a day goes by without me wishing I was back there as a soldier. That's pretty crazy. Yes. Blah blah blah. Yeah, it's fun. Funsies. That's a good good recommend for uh, for today. For a rainy day. Mm. <laughs> Ooh. Oh. Steve. Well, that might be all for today. I don't know, Lee. We got some some good uh, talking points in. It is good. It's really hot up here in my fucking loft. In loft studio. Loft studios. Loft. Loft. Loft studios. Is that... Did we talk about... (laughs) I feel like... Loft. Teen fakes drug bust just so he can ask a girl to prom? That's weird. It's very weird. Teen fakes his own death and hides for 30 years just so he can ask out his crush. (laughs) you went deep undercover deep undercover oh shit Navy SEAL under fire for moonlighting as a porn actor it's an actual steal it says his porn star wife says he was just helping her career that's actually a tank yeah Navy (laughs) SEAL Um, Joseph John Schmidt John Jacob, Joseph John Jacob, Schmidt. Jingleheimer yeah. Schmidt. He fucked me in my ass. <laughs> dom, dom, dom. He is a Navy SEAL, but I like when he peels his dick skin back so he can come. Right? <laughs> All right. A Navy Chief Special Warfare Officer who has spent 23 years in the military has made more than 30 porn films since 2010 under the name J. Voom. V-O-O-M. Voom. Most of them with his wife. Oh, it's awesome. He got to have sex with other. Porn star Jules Jade. Oh, let's look at Jules Jade. Let's see if I ever jerked it to Jules Jade. Uh, 
Drew. Have you seen the new uh, Louis C.K. stand-up special? These are all on Netflix. I know you get them delivered, but I don't know if you have the online version as well. No, no, you told me about both of the, the two specials. She's she's like a fitness model MILF porn girl. That's her look. Um, <laughs> interesting. Okay. 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 <laughs> Fascinating. Okay. 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 Uh-uh. Okay. Well, anyway, that's... um. <laughs> yeah, she looks like a trashy porn star. That's hilarious. Um, she's appeared in more than 240 adult films over the course of four, wow. four afternoons. Uh, yeah, the course of four hours. Yeah, she started her career last week. She's doing great. Yeah, she's 19 and a half. She looks like she's 50. <laughs> I don't feel so good. Mm. Yes. <laughs> My butt hurts. <laughs> oh, Lee. Oh, Lee. Does anyone else's butt hurt? I don't care for that Yuma. <laughs> yeah, Lee, um, it might be time for me to get high. I don't know. Oof. Oofa. Sure. Oofa. Oofa. Well, we're back, dude. We're back and we're better than ever. This is big. We took a couple weeks off. Yeah, just biding our time. Were we really Joe Biden? Joe Biden our time? Joe Biden our time? Just like casually making really inappropriate jokes, but it's okay because you're Joe Biden? Mm-hmm. Come on over. I'll, I'll, I'll feel your shoulders really awkwardly. <laughs> uh, just, I what's... mean well. I mean well. Man, but... What's the problem? I'm Joe Biden. I'm Joe just... No. Now we have Mike Pence, the opposite of Joe Biden. Ugh. Yeah. Actually, I yeah I, I listened to an interview with Bizarro um, Joe Biden. He is Bizarro Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Dadness. Oh man, I'm tired. It's been a long one. It's been a long she day, did. Lee. I just feel like I'm de- depriving our, our listeners, our three listeners, of the gems. Of happiness. <laughs> depriving them of happiness. Are you too happy with life? Would you rather Would you rather just exist? Well, then we've got the podcast for you. Um, it's completely unnecessary. Hi. Do you find life just too enjoyable? Are you too entertained? Well, that's good news because we've got the perfect solution. It's the Unnecessary Podcast with Lee and AJ. And uh, we'll talk about stupid shit. And we'll be boring and non sequiturs and trailing off. It's going to be awesome. What do you think? You like it? I liked it. I like it a lot. Uh, like I said, as you know, Lee, any excuse to do the supermarket music, any excuse to do old-timey voice. I also like the used car commercials on the radio where the guy is just super enthusiastic about selling his used cars. 
Rock bottom prices. Rock bottom prices. You can't beat them. Yeah. Yeah, like major I'm world. We got cars. I'm Jimmy Carter. Everybody knows me. I'm Jimmy Carter. I come down and get some used cars. <laughs> 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 it sounds like an auctioneer. Yeah. Hey, give me um, one. Jimmy the car guy, we got cars. We got big cars. We got small cars. We got cars from 1984, cars from 1976. We got cars. I'm Jimmy the car guy. Can we get some cars? Yeah, I think I, I think this guy was yelling. Let's see. No, maybe not. I want... There's one where It's Major World! It's this guy that's just yelling about Major World. At major, <laughs> yeah, or like the unclaimed freight commercials. The what commercials? The unclaimed freight commercials. Unclaimed freight. Just like ship in the airports that nobody picked up. No, I don't know that at all. What? Yeah, there's a store called Unclaimed Freight. There's one um, by the Lehigh Valley Mall, I think, um, and it's just like all the stuff that didn't get picked up. From the airport, like after shipping, it's just like if the I've never actually been in there, so I don't know what's in there. But they had a commercial that just this guy yelling, "Unclaimed Wait, listen to the the girl who does the Popeyes commercial is doing the unclaimed freight. Queen size mattress sets two ninety nine. All wood sleigh bedroom set with nightstand six ninety nine. Well, kiss my grits. Recliners. Lamps, $14. Chef, $69. Come. That's an unclaimed <laughs> freight. And a six-piece six for $9.99. <laughs> Louisiana, right. Right? <laughs> yeah. $2.99. Two-piece sofa and love seat set. Don't make me come in there. Queen size mattress set, $2.99. You think I'm fucking kidding? You better come pick up this freight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you better come claim this, baby. <laughs> it ain't gonna be on claim forever. I love how she had to do the fucking. She had to do the, uh, <laughs> the Popeyes. <laughs> Come in for six piece, baby. <laughs> um, that was the one. The one I would in Mississippi. Love Mis- to be a voice actor. That was the one in Mississippi. Unclaimed freight notice this weekend at American Freight. Over 1,000 truckloads of living room furniture. Seven-piece living room groups that include a sofa, love seat, coffee table, two end tables, and two designer lamps. It sounds like like he has like a small child who's like pulling his hair and ears. There's no seven pieces. You get all seven pieces for only $398 complete. Free layaway till tax refund. Same day. Delivery. Please don't pull any harder. This weekend only at American Freight. Now six Atlanta area locations. Marietta, Norcross, Mara, Rome, Douglasville, and Stone Mountain. AmericanFreight.com. <laughs> Gusto. That fucking guy. That guy was fucking on. He got it. Guy was on fire. He has got it. I, I don't know what it is, but he has it. Fucking hemorrhoids, probably. After yeah. that performance. Holy shit. <laughs> he walked out of the studio and just, like, fucking made out with the secretary real fast and walked out. I was like, take that. 
for so many people out there that have had credit problems in the past. We used to have champion champion mortgage bank commercials. When your bank says no, champion says yes. Champion says yes. What a fucking never get a. How exhausting is this guy? For a, a second mortgage loan. He's phones like that each and every day. One eight hundred champion. It's the only number you'll ever have it's to remember. The only number. All your second mortgage needs. Mortgage. When your bank says no, champion uh, says. How about yes. Edgar Snyder and Associates? When your bank says no. When your bank says no, champion says. He's such a. He's a real mensch. You know what I mean? Yeah. We'll fucking take care of you. Oh, is that Morty? He goes to the Bush Belt every <laughs> summer. Such a, such a nice boy. Morty, yeah, he's Marty. a mensch. You should think about dating him. <laughs> remember Edgar Snyder Edgar, from State College? Of course I remember Edgar Snyder and Associates. I'm Edgar Snyder, and I will do blow off the toilet seat for you. What about Gene Stalker? What a great, great guy. Great guy. Well, Gene Stalker's like a Good Pittsburgh luck. guy. Someone is hurt. Each year, millions of people, including many children, are bitten by dogs. There we go. A serious injury can result, including permanent serious cars. injury. I'm attorney Edgar Snyder. I'm Edgar Snyder, dogs. and I have a dark sexual secret. If you were someone you care about. The innocent <laughs> of a dog bite. Call my law firm now for a free consultation. Call Edgar Snyder and Associates. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm Edgar Snyder, and I have a dark sexual secret. Wouldn't that be great if they just told said something? Um, oh very intimate so about themselves, like post secret. <laughs> Two truths and a lie. Here, let's let's try try that again. Listen, victim of a dog bite. Call my law firm now. I'm wearing women's panties right now. Snyder and Associates, one eight hundred Right. I'm attorney at your side, and I love dogs. Sometimes I have sex with my own dog. Who's someone you care about has been <laughs> like what? What did Edgar Snyder just? Did Edgar Snyder just say he likes fucking dogs? <laughs> that was a weird part of the commercial. Yeah, that was really, really off-putting. Um, yeah, Gene, it was Gene Stalker. What a great, great guy. Um, I love how I can. I love YouTube. I can just type in Gene Sto. And just Gene Stalker, what a great, great guy comes up. Gene Stalker, and this is Murphy. We're sitting in front of Paws on Tri Road State College. Oh, he's such a local. Ah, show you what's going on. Going on. Do you hear that? What's going on? We're showing you what's going on here in State College. Yuck. Meanwhile, Gene Stalker. We'll get to that in a minute. Youngsters. Meet your new best friend today oh, at Pause. Shut up. Or visit us on our website or call the number on the screen Wait, today. I thought that was, that he was doing a commercial for. Hello, Central Pennsylvania. He was, the price of a he was doing a commercial for fucking Pause, not for. He wasn't even being a great guy there. Well, I guess he was. But unless, unless there's a song, I don't know. This is online at stalkerchevrolet.com. Here's a secret. Gene Stalker, not such a great guy. <laughs> not such a great guy after all. Gene Stalker, I beat my wife. <laughs> <laughs> in the movie Demolition Man with uh, Sylvester Stallone and Wesley Snipes, in the, it's in the future, and all they listen to is like uh, the jingles from commercials. That's like the music they play on the radio. Uh -huh. So we're one step closer. Gene Stalker, I, I call them N-words. Beep. <laughs> wow. 
Um, Gene Stalker, I don't think Trump goes far enough. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Gene, Gene Stalker is really far right. Yeah, Gene's an ass. Gene's a fucking cunt. Um, Gene Stalker, are we sure the Holocaust happened? Like, oh God, Gene. <laughs> Gene. Well, this guy's got some pretty extreme views. Can't believe I almost bought a fucking Subaru from you. Not such a great guy. No. Not a great guy at all. Um, yeah, on that, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, Lee, that might be all for us for this week. That was a nice little add-on, little annex. Pop-off segment at the end. That was a little one-off, a little ditty that we did. You know, just riffing. A little jizzle. Just a couple guys a riffing. Jizzle. Did you say jizzle? Just a little jizzle. I was thinking it's more like the placenta after the birth, you know? <laughs> and then you, you have to eat it because apparently that's good for you. Um, you do have to eat it. You can also plant it, but I would prefer to eat it. Plant it like inside your own body? No, like in the ground. But I suppose you could plant it. grow a tree or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a little placenta tree. <laughs> no, it doesn't. They're about uh, 50 to 100 feet tall. And they, uh, they, uh, they flower with corn. Corn on the cob. Is what, that's where corn grows. <laughs> no, I was, actually, I was actually thinking that like it would, it, would, it would bear fruit. It would bear a little placenta fruit. <laughs> so. We'll never know. <sighs> we can always dream, Lee. Dream we shall. Um, all right, Lee. I guess we're gonna let John Butler and the other two go for uh, for this week. Yeah. I'll never let go. Yeah. Hey, have you ever seen um, the Titanic? Um, I mean, I know you've seen the movie, but there there's a very clear um, screen grab from the movie that clearly shows that Leonardo DiCaprio could have easily fit on that plank with her. <laughs> Oh yeah, she's being yeah, selfish. Huge, like wooden door. She's just sprawled out, and he's fucking holding on for dear life, and dies. She's just chilling. Literally chilling. That's Quite right. Literally. That's right. Deadly serious. Uh, 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 all right. Titanic. Uh, I saw Titanic in the movie theater with my parents and another family, and during the. Booby scene, I had to cover my eyes. Ooh, yeah. During oh, scandalous. During that scene, it was Titanic, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Quite scandalous indeed. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's gross. Why don't they have something like a penis? Some kind of huge dack. Not that I'm gay. Just like a penis. <laughs> Not, not that there's anything wrong with that. No. Not that there's anything wrong with that. All right, Lee. I guess that's all. The, all right. A nice slow. I like how we stutter like we, or at least I, crawl to the finish line. <laughs> it's like a death rattle. <laughs> like, maybe I could say one more thing before I'm. Just squeeze out the funny. Squeeze it out, Lee, like the end of a toothpaste.
Yeah. Or you're so desperate, you like stick your toothbrush inside the hole. Dude, Eva's like, yeah, I think we got a day or two left on that toothpaste. I'm like, we got like a week or two. Yeah, I think you mean like three weeks. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you mean like see you in 2018. <laughs> yeah, what is that? It's such a psychology thing. At the beginning of the roll, I don't fucking care if I waste a little bit. Ah, a little extra here, a little schmutz there. The end of it, I'm just yeah. obsessive about every drop. Yeah. Same with stuff in the fridge. If like you have just a little bit of like milk left, and you're just like, oh man, I only have a little bit of milk left. I got to really conserve. And then you get a new gallon of milk, and you're like, fuck that little bit of milk. You just throw it out. <laughs> right. So this is the end of that gallon of milk, where we're just trying to squeeze out the little drops for our coffee. <laughs> little, little drip, drip drops. Very good. Little jizzle. Very good. <laughs> little jizzle. <laughs> little jizzle. That was, that's uh, good. Yeah, it's like uh, like a basketball player, like an end one mixtape guy. <laughs> Little Jizzle. And the professor over to Little Jizzle. Yeah. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> right. It's like Little Kim, Little Jizzle. Just like a four-year-old kid. <laughs> well, that's just inappropriate. Alrighty, well, we're going to reconnect next week. Any parting words before we uh, phase out? <sighs> It'll all be over soon. Alright, that's true. I guess, uh, <laughs> I guess on that note, we'll, uh, we'll see everyone on next week, our three listeners. Thanks, Lee. That was uh, the Unnecessary Podcast. Totally Unnecessary. <laughs>